Hello everyone, this is me, John Aldridge, with the Aldo Meets podcast. I'd just like to thank all our sponsors, who are, there's quite a lot, you have to bear with me, Bell Lamb and Johnson, uh, Olympic, Olympic Scaffold and Tower Hill, Onyx Real Estate, Kingdom Plumbing, Northwest Fenton, Liverpool Connect, Airport Transfers, uh, New RW Invest and Taskers, Budweiser Brewery, and the Dortmund Union Brewery. Uh, thank you very, very much indeed. And obviously the charities are as always placed and the Owen McVeigh Foundation. So thanks on behalf of ourselves. Hey everyone, here we are again. John Aldridge uh, with the Aldo podcast in conjunction with the Hotel Anfield episode six already, which we've had some illustrious Liverpool players from the past in particular with us. And uh, we have another one today. None other than Carline Sriedler. Great to see you, pal. Nice to see you Good again. To see you, mate. Yeah. yeah, German superstar, as he is. Won the lot. Uh, how's things, mate? All right? Brilliant, so Good. far. It's great to see you. Yeah, it's and you're pleasure looking, to come over all the time. You're looking there, by the way. You're looking younger now than when you used to play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I try my best. I'll tell you, what, what's, the, what's the recipe? Recipe you, is uh, a lot of skiing, a lot of paddle tennis. Okay. Um, yeah, and a bit That's of golf. It. A little bit of golf, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and less beers in the pub, John. Yes. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some of them you have to take. <laughs> no, but we're delighted to be in the company of yourself. Um, and also with James Pierce, Schwar- Schwarzenegger, is yeah, it? Yeah, Schwarzenhausen. <laughs> Let's stick with that. So yeah, you know, Peter. I just call him Peter. <laughs> yes, and uh, obviously we have got Sky Sports Germany. With us, that's Tony. Tommy, love to meet Tony. Great to see you again. We've met before. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think, first of all, I think we just have to touch on something what's still with us. Um, when it was like a, a passing on of, of one of your family a few days ago, I was in Portugal and me, obviously, I got the news of Jürgen, you know, leaving. And uh, I think that's the, the first thing we had to really talk about amongst ourselves and counsel ourselves because... I still can't. I can't take it in. Yeah, I was like when, when Bill Shankly resigned. I was about fourteen, fifteen, and I remember it. And it was in May, in May time. And as a young lad, I couldn't take it in. It was, it was honestly really difficult for for me and every little family because he was just so special. And it tells you that how special Jurgen is now to be compared to to Bill Shankly. You know, because what he's done, and I'm eternally grateful. With the years, eight years now, and where he's took us and what he's done for us, he's, he's absolutely, you know, words fail me, I've got a card, iconic, whatever. But, you know, uh, I'll, I'll touch with yourself first. Where was you when you heard, heard, heard of uh, the news? <laughs> Actually, like you, I mean, I was surprised uh, as well. Um, it's, as you said it before, he is a, an absolute legend. When he signed here eight years ago, I, I remember very good uh, this time. He had a fantastic time with uh, Borussia Dortmund. And then afterwards he came here and uh, my best friend here from the world, he asked me, who is this guy? Do you think he can uh, do something here? I said, listen, he's the absolutely top uh, fitting uh, guy for, for this club. It will be uh, a big success for, uh, for him and for Liverpool. And uh, after eight years, we know what's happened. I mean, it's, uh, it's sad, but uh, you have to respect uh, him. Uh, it's his decision. I mean, 
I think all the, the fans there will be really uh, not disappointed, but uh, really sad that uh, he will yeah finish uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the season. But it's it's a, a long a long way to go. Yeah, uh, they can win a lot of trophies now. So I think uh, everybody has to put everything in to uh, give him uh, the best. Uh, yeah, adios. Was it what he can have? Was it like the, the news? Obviously, when it hit, it's here. You know, obviously Liverpool and Sky News and you know BBC, ITV, and all that. It was it was it was main nuts. Mm. nuts. Was it? What was it like in Germany? Was it like huge in the papers? Huge in the news? Yeah. Was it? Definitely, definitely. I, I was uh, at a bank. I had a date uh, at a bank uh, last Friday, and then uh, suddenly my my phone started to to, to, to ring, and, and all the messages came in. And I, and I looked at it and I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Went out of the bank. Then uh, Sky Sports rang me. Can you be live? Can you? Then I went out. So five minutes later, I was live on the show. The Sky Sports News. Uh, what do I think about that? And um, yeah, it was the whole Friday was just all about the news about Jürgen. I mean, Jürgen is a, a big, he's the same star like he's in, uh, in England here. They love him all over the places in Germany. He had so many, uh, yeah, I mean, when he uh, coached uh, Mainz, he was already a legend. Then the whole thing with Borussia Dortmund, everybody was hoping that he can take one day over the national team. But uh, then he made the decision for Liverpool. So clearly that everybody was uh, quite shocked in, in Germany as well. But it's it's it, 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 I know like, I only managed for five years. I, nothing like Liverpool, obviously, with Tramway, and and I can tell you I can completely understand because it, it is twenty four seven. It's you just you take it home with you. You neglect your family. Uh, the only thing that kept me sane when I got home, I I I made sure that I'd done the tea. I told my wife, I'll I'll do this. I'll cook because for that half an hour or an hour, I just concentrated on cooking. And it took my mind away. But then you go to bed and you can't sleep and you've got notepads when you wake up to write things on notepads. And you just, it's just intense. And that's at a, at a small level within the, the low, league below to do what he's done and in the manner what he's done. And the fact that last year we went the way we did and he's got us back. How he's got us back so quick is just incredible. Okay. With being astute, mm. very knowledgeable man, as we all know. But to do it like the, the midfield just basically just gone, gone, in, do this, do that, little little twink with with with, with Trent in there, and, and all of a sudden we're back where we were a couple of years ago, possibly going for four cups. Well, we all go for four cups, quadruple, call it what they want. You know, words fail me. He's just he's just he's right up there with Bushank, in my opinion. Yeah, Cole, do you think it is just the demands of the job have taken their toll? He says he hasn't got the energy to go on beyond May? Do you think it is just the intensity of doing it for, for nearly a decade? I mean, Johnny said it. Uh, if you coach like Jürgen Klopp, it is very intense. I mm. mean, seven years Dortmund, then eight years here. So it takes you out a lot of energy. And I think he's maybe on a point. He realized, uh, okay, he brought back, uh, last year wasn't the best season. And now bringing in all this Looking talents, what what do you yeah. have in the, in the academies? They are all in new, very young players. So I think even if he is leaving now, he left a, a really really good team for for the future here, and uh, hopefully they can replace him with a really good coach. They can go the same way like uh, Jürgen did it for the last eight, eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what kind of impact do you think it'll have on the players? Because I guess it could go one or two ways. It could 
be a distraction yeah. for yeah, now we saw the end of the season. We saw it yesterday. But I think the impact will be good. Yeah. I think every yeah. of these young players and and uh, this, yeah, the the more mature players, they want to to win title now. Even for for yeah. him, I think it was maybe also the right decision to say it now because. You know, he said it uh, in November, maybe to the board. And when it come out uh, on a different way, it would be not uh, the best way. So I think uh, his decision to to make it uh, public was uh, quite the uh, quite the right time. And hopefully, it gives uh, the team another lift again. See, see, I think the, the team always replicates the manager on the on the pitch. And when you watch Jurgen's team, Gaga press and call it one, they go through a brick wall for him. Yeah. So what Carl saying quite right is the fact that. Jürgen might have done it intentionally to, to try and finish on such a high because they will, that'll give them extra impetus. A little bit more used to like It's like going down to 10 men sometimes, you know, you're all given an extra, which is, mm. you're coming from somewhere. It's quite clever, I think, because they will want to win the four for them, yeah. if possible. But, you know, if they come away with a couple or, or mm. you know, one or three or whatever, doesn't matter what he wins, you know. But they will, I think it's a smart move. It'll galvanise them and, and give them the extra impetus. Yeah. How, how do you try and ensure then that there isn't a big drop-off? Because that's the danger, isn't it? After such an mm. iconic figure, we saw what happened with Manchester United, mm. with Alex Ferguson. No. They, they've still not got back. Well, to well, in my opinion on that one, Alex Ferguson left the club with a very ageing squad, exactly. a very wow. ageing team. And he knew, in my opinion, it was time to go. What he did was incredible. And he's thinking, I can't, I can't regenerate these. And Jürgen could have done that last year yes. when we had the nightmare. But true to the man that he is, I think he said, I can't leave it now. I've got to get this back, this show back on the road before yeah. I, I do it. And it's only my opinion. I don't know nothing. But, but with, with, with Ferguson, Alex Ferguson, he got out at the right time. You know, and he, he left the club in a bit of, bit of a mess, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah, I had uh, Manchester United uh, recently commentating. Uh, I don't know against whom, and I said uh, when he went um, or when he um, when he quit, it was an aging midfield with uh, gigs with Carrick uh, and um, Scholes. Scholes was there. Definitely, that's why they lost maybe the 2011 Champions League final. They were over the top. And um, they didn't think of rebuilding the midfield or rebuilding maybe the, mm -hmm. um, the defense. So they struggled even with signings afterwards because all the managers that came in, different philosophies, yep. um, didn't give them time, obviously. So uh, I think what you said is uh, right now, the squad has a perfect age besides, let's say, Virgil van Dijk or Mo Salah. Mm, yeah. They're a bit um, older. Than the others, but uh, the others are absolutely in a, in a perfect place. If you make like two shifts, two two or three yeah, signings yeah. further, I don't know who's the next manager. Maybe another philosophy. Yeah, we do, that's that's the thing, isn't it? That's, that that is the big thing, you know. And, and the owners, they've got to get the right criteria, the right the right person who can do the adjustments because <laughs> it's not just it's not. In years gone by, some of the staff have, have stayed. Looks like you know. It's like the three musketeers, all for one, one for all. We're cutting our ties, we're going, we're leaving that as it is. Because every one of them, not just Jürgen, every one of the staff have done a top, top job to help us get where we are. And that's, for me, is a little bit frightening, you know. But, you know, because when Shankly West and, and Paul Pedro came in, they still had the boot room. 
Mm. They still had the book. The mm. nucleus of people knew. With that continuity. Was, they had the, they had the yeah. books from years gone by and when, when it went wrong and when it went right and all that. So that that is the, probably the scariest part, but the owners know that and they, they've got to find the right man to fit. Yeah, it's a very, very uh, <laughs> difficult uh, yeah. situation for all the clubs. Uh, I mean, we saw it with Borussia Dortmund when uh, Jürgen Klopp left. I think it's it's the seventh coach now we have, so it's not easy seven. really. Six or seven mm -hmm. at least. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's not easy uh, really to find the, the right replacement, yeah. but uh, now they have time. Uh, the, how do you say uh, carousel? How do you say it in yeah. English? Yeah, it, it, it's running, yeah. yeah. A lot of uh, uh, movement now in the summer. So yeah, I yeah, I pray for Liverpool that they find a really the right decision there. Yeah. And Kalle uh, Klopp said that um, he's going to take some time to recharge. He made a comment about not ever taking on another English club, but mm. not really managing anytime soon anyway. And then let's see what happens. Do you think it's his destiny to become the national team coach for Germany and bring the Germans back to uh, where we ought to be. <laughs> he didn't say it so far. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm quite sure that uh, he takes his uh, time now. When he uh, when he quit here, <clears throat> he will take at least a year uh, to recover and to, to think about uh, of his whole yeah career, what he has. And then uh, maybe he's uh, recharged, say it like this, and the Definitely, for sure. Uh, it depends a little bit on the performances of the German national team in the Euros. Mm. If this goes uh, very, very good, then uh, I, I, I cannot see that uh, there will be a change then with Nagelsmann. But if it doesn't go, then uh, definitely he will be the first in the, in the row. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're an ambassador at uh, Borussia Dortmund now. Um, from your point of view, what how is Jurgen Klopp regarded at Borussia Dortmund these days? I mean, obviously Dortmund supporters still talk about him, but they still love him. Yeah. He is an iconic uh, coach. He was the best ever in, in uh, maybe in uh, in the whole history of uh, Borussia Dortmund. So there's nothing to uh, <laughs> to say something from the fans. I think they still love him. So and something though, when you think about Mainz as well, you know, because wherever he's gone, he's. he's he, He's left this aura behind him and it shows you what a special man he is. Just when you look at him, like his outward appearance, when you look at when he left Mainz versus Dortmund, there's all these reels on social media yeah, now. Yeah. It, it's quite uh, significant how he changed as well. I think it goes back to the intensity as well, how how it takes its toll as well. To I mean, he still looks great, don't get me wrong, but it's a, it's a very different oh, man yeah. than he was when he left Mainz. Kalle, what do we have to prepare ourselves for? Last game of the season, hopefully lifting the trophy, well, the Europa League final after, right? Yeah. Europe Strictly League. speaking, yeah. his last game. But what do we have to prepare ourselves for in terms of emotion, looking back at his <laughs> Dortmund farewell? Yeah, you, have, you have to watch the videos sure, from, yeah. from his uh, time when he left uh, Dortmund. This was incredible, emotional. And uh, I think uh, we won't see uh, at less than this one. Yeah. So he's in a very emotional, yeah, a lot of tissues, definitely. <laughs> what, what, what do you think it is about Jürgen that he connects with people so much? I have no idea. He, he has a, a secret uh, I cannot figure out. But uh, if you met him, you say, okay, he's an, uh, we call it Menschenfänger in Germany. I don't know in, in English. Charismatic. Yeah, he, he catches the people. He, 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 he takes can them catch on the journey, people. Yeah, 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 you know, on the beginning, everybody was a little bit strange because he was always like, uh, uh, you know, doing with the team from the other side and everybody was now everybody's doing it yeah. you know he, yeah. he has some um, he knows how to yeah 
to get uh, people together. That's and, a good uh, shout, that. That's a good shout because not very managers went onto the pitch before you even did they? That's a good shout. And even with you the know, ones, we, you wouldn't bother with We took the elbows before yeah. games. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's and even after that games. Way. That's a good shout, that. To be yeah. fair, you had Razor Ronok in your team. So, uh, <laughs> okay, so all bets are off with him, Absolutely. Oh, Razor was a legend. I well. guess the only thing that Klopp tried to implement at Liverpool early days, which didn't work, was the was when the players all go in front of the cop to all hold arms and oh, wave. Okay. Remember, they played two all against West Brom. West Brom, and last he went there and tried to do it, and everybody was yeah, like, "What is yeah, this all about?" Yeah. So he just stuck but, with but, this. But that was that was moved to Liverpool because we weren't used to that, like yeah. celebrating, drawing with West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, you know what I mean? But but it had, a, it had an impact. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we went on a run there yeah, at yeah. Anfield, and we didn't get beat. They built, you know, they built the, the bastion up, as Shankly would say, and and, and he got the the field back for Anfield, and we went on a long, long unbeaten. So whilst at the time we were all questioning, going, "Where's this fella from?" <laughs> <laughs> he had the last yeah. lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was about getting to buy into it, wasn't it? Because if yeah. you remember rightly, he had that game against Crystal Palace at home really early on yes. in his reign. When he turned around and people were leaving, when Liverpool were losing oh, yeah, with yeah, a few yeah. minutes to go, and he was like, "Where are you going? Right. Like, we need yeah, you." Yeah, and that yeah. was his. So when when the fans stuck by them and they scored that late goal against West Brom, that was his way of yeah. saying, "Look, yeah, if you're it. all in it, if we we can do something special together." And it's clever. Isn't it? He's done that, and the I mean, although what in terms of remembering him, what would you like to see the club do? Are we talking oh. a Shankly like statue? What do you think? Um, it, you know, I'm not very artistic in many ways, but uh, the clock, the clock, cop, yeah, the clock, cop. No, I, I'm just that, it just rhymes so nice, doesn't it? Um, look, whatever they do, you know, I'm sure that they listen to like the spirits of Shankly and, and the supporters like, and you have to, you have to buy into it all. What would be the best thing? It's got to be a statue, hasn't it? Mm. Somewhere, whatever it is around. You look at the Shankly statue to me. I, I love that because I remember him. I was I was I was I was down in, in town, you know, by the when the, the, the mayor all when he when he done the speech, and, and to, when you still see it, it brings back memories of me seeing him and watching him up there doing that. So catching Jurgen in a certain manner. Which pose did you go pump. for? Fist pumps, yeah. I don't know. I'm probably talking <laughs> shite about. It. I don't know. But uh, something um, someone will come up with a better idea than what I have. But I think probably a statue, wouldn't it? That would be nice. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's time to talk a bit about uh, the legacy as well before we actually speak about you, Kala. I mean, this podcast was to 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 go back and to time with with you, <laughs> your achievements, and in Liverpool, but <laughs> Klopp obviously the news has hit us all yeah. very very hard. Like, how how, how would you sum up what he has achieved at Liverpool in his time at Liverpool, and what will his legacy be from your point of view? I mean, he won. Nearly all the titles you have to win. Champions League was a long time ago. We didn't win with Liverpool, and uh, even the, uh, the league. The league, thirty years. Yeah, was it thirty years? Yeah. In between, yeah. so Ridiculous. this will remember definitely, maybe more than the Champions League, to be honest. Yeah, because See, everybody was waiting such a long time for it, for it, this it's championship. It's mad because before the last time we won the league, you know, ninety-one. Before we were on eighteen leagues, like all the rest, but like way, way behind, you know, the ones who, who had eras like United and uh, Arsenal and, and, you know, Chelsea, they were well out of it. And for Liverpool to go that amount of years, you know, and we slipped up a couple of times here, there and everywhere, but 
but it was honestly it was ridiculous and and it was just no one you don't want to get to say the monkey off the back that's what Jürgen Jürgen did mm-hmm. and only for for Manchester City manipulating in the way they have yeah we'd have been talking even more greatness here yeah, exactly. and what what we really did when you'd get 95 96 points coming second in the league yeah, you know brilliant but yeah. you know that 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 shows actually like, on top of the what he won, what he, you know, what, what the man's done. Yeah. Sorry, I put it in. No, no, absolutely. I agree with you. This will definitely... Uh... It was interesting because I talked to Didi Haman uh, last Saturday um, when, when the news came out um, and he said, of course, uh, he did a great job. Uh, he transformed the club, uh, obviously, because you know very well where Liverpool has been 2015. Uh, he he put, brought them back from from the from the dead. Let's yeah. say. Yeah. He said on the other hand um, something that um, I thought about. Yeah, he, he might be right because in that time uh, when when Klopp was manager, he, he took six, six titles. Was it? Two, is it six now? I think uh, in it's total. In well, total, what, uh, Champions League, Premier League, FA, domestic cup double. Super uh, Super Cup and Club World yeah. Cup, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he said like Man United did like five titles in the, in the same way, but uh, in the same uh, period. But look how awful they've been all the eight years looking back. And I thought, yeah, he's right. But, but of course, we came short like twice, maybe one point just for yeah. for the title. In the end, of course, Champions League and title. Uh, it's it's it is heavier than than uh, than yeah. winning a League Cup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it could have been more titles, definitely, in the end. But what he's done for the club, this is a big legacy. Yeah, where yeah. he it's put the, the club after the even years. the way they play football. Of yeah. course, you judge in football um, about the titles, but he's been to four European finals. He he brought us back to to European royalty again. What in Liverpool they talk and about? Tony, we still got four trophies to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still, so it's still, still, still not over. It's still not over. Definitely. Nice And the Europa League is the title he's he's been missing in his coaching career. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. That, very true. That'd be the one I just before the you go on, the, the thoughts <laughs> about like uh, the Europa Cup. Look, we all want to be in the Champions League. The Champions League is great. We've won it six times and we know it's the best and all that. But the finals in Dublin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's the, right. It would be, yeah, if we got there, yeah. uh, it would be Irving's last game. And now I can see it. If that was to happen, They'd have pedalos at Liverpool Dock. They'd be going on the pedalos on the boats. They'd be like the Vikings on the boats. And they'd be all, they'd all be going over there on the boat. Red, yeah. <laughs> they won't be able to get a, a, a plane or, a, or a, one of the ships or whatever. They'd be going over there from every direction. Can't be a better platform. Perfect, perfect scenario in a final against Bayer Leverkusen, his successor, maybe. Oh, yeah. oh, you never know. Oh, things that's happen. a good chance. <laughs> things happen, don't they? <laughs> so what about, what about Xabi Alonso then? Do you think... What do you make of the job he's doing? A lot of speculation here about, uh, you know, Xavi is doing an incredible job here in in Germany in the moment. I mean, I I never saw uh, Leverkusen playing like uh, they play in the moment. This is uh, a lot of credit to him. Yes, you know, he has the eye, he has the desire, he knows Liverpool. I I mean, this could be really, if he is on the market, if he is free, if he is willing to to come over, maybe uh, after this. So uh, this would be not a bad choice. How would you describe the way he's got them playing? What what do you think is it? Do you think it would be a good fit for Liverpool the way that Leverkusen play? Absolutely. I mean, he 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 loves the off uh, like the the same type of football like the Jurgen Klopp loves. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, if you see them uh, pressing in 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 the half of the yeah of the other team, so it, it's really impressive. So I think he could be definitely uh, one of these coaches that will follow uh, the street what Jurgen open up. Yeah, and he could bring this Spanish touch Spanish of touch, football, exactly, yeah, like yeah. holding the ball for for a longer period, like waiting for the spaces to open up, because the football club used to play is like the more direct approach. Uh, And, and you know we were always talking about uh, heavy heavy metal football so he, he is a, a manager with a different um, a, a different uh, approach and a different style of play but still can use all the um, all the aspects that uh, Jurgen Klopp has uh, implemented in the team yeah only his second season at Leverkusen yeah so is, mm. is it coming first too, full season yeah. yeah is he is he coming is it coming too soon do you think like It's obviously you know the pressure and scrutiny of being Liverpool managers on a different level. Yeah, that's the that's the point we could talk about. Maybe he's a very young manager, but uh, when do you give him a time? When when do you give him a big club? I mm. think uh, uh, that um, I, I know because um, I, I live in Spain for now uh, four months. I know that there have been a lot of speculation taken over Real yeah. Madrid. So Real Madrid mm. was eager, obviously, to give him that um, that job that's or that role, but they extended the contract with Carlo Ancelotti. So Real Madrid is off. Um, Of the market, so um, why not? Why yeah. not? But I mean, look at the Zerbi. He, he yeah, wasn't yeah. a well-known coach, and, and they gave him the, ch the chance at Brighton. He's always also a, a, a great candidate to take over with his style of football. Yeah, I think I have to say, you know, you look at Shabby does tick a lot of boxes. Don't yeah. forget Kenny when his job was younger than Shabby. Hmm. No, so he knows the club. Sometimes yeah. if, you, if, you, if you're good enough, mm -hmm. you're young enough. But look, not for not for us to say, but. That's uh, the end of part one of Aldo Meets uh, podcast with uh, myself, John Aldridge, Carl Heinz, Peter, James and Tony. We'll be back in a minute. Right, Carl, let's talk about your career, man. Um, starting off at Augsburg uh, as a youngster. Yeah. As a youngster. Very young, yeah. Uh, was it always your dream to, to, to well, what's it team to play for as a kid? Actually, it wasn't my dream uh, footballer. I was much better a skier and much better a tennis player <laughs> in, the, in the early years, yeah. So, uh, you know, where I, I grew up in the, in the mountains, in, yeah. in the south of, uh, of Germany. So this was my main sport, uh, Okay. Yeah, tennis and skiing. So was it cold where you you was? Yeah, yeah. snow. Yeah, a lot. Oh, oh nice. We always okay. snow. And uh, you know, football was like I played football a little bit like this. And uh, you know, my 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 adults been more uh, Ingemar Stenmark in skiing or oh, Boya Grisha. So, uh, but it came like this. I don't know. I I, I was scoring a lot of uh, goals in uh, in my early yeah when I was at what age? At what age? Talking about uh, 12 to 16. Oh, right. yeah. So, and then uh, my coach, he wrote a letter to, I think, uh, Augsburg and uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, they should invite this guy. You know, he scored 50 goals in, in, in the second highest league there in the juniors. So, and then I got an invitation. So, it came like from nothing. And then I was coming back to, you know, my father, he had an, uh, a butcher 
uh, he was a butcher yeah. and uh, he wanted always uh, that I to go with this. Uh, and I, I was not interested at all. <laughs> and then I was coming back from this trial in Augsburg and uh, I said, Father, um, I want to go to uh, play football then. <laughs> You have to make an uh, like Ausbildung, uh, an, uh, an apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah. do an apprenticeship first. Yeah, then you can go. So okay, I said, oh, this was very terrible for me, but I <laughs> so, did it. Did you do this? It? Was my, so yeah, you had to do an apprenticeship with your dad? No, 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 no. Oh, in nice. in Augsburg. Oh, with in, the football in a team. No, uh, with the battery. Oh yeah. So and you actually did actually, an apprenticeship. Actually, I did it for two years. And then I left straight away. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you. That's. Do you know what? That's that's so odd. My dad was very similar to your dad because I had chances and, and I was a tool maker by trade, making cars for uh -huh, British Railway, okay, uh -huh. the Triumph Stag, you know, these type of cars. And it, and a couple of teams were coming in. He said, you're not going nowhere till you got your apprenticeship done. Oh, no. You've got that to fall back on, mm -hmm. you know, in case it doesn't happen because they know you can play one year, two year, but then you might be on your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's clever, that, and that's the same. My mind come in the same way. Is that? That's the. It's good. That it's good for your dad to do that. You yeah, know? no, it was a really hard time there, actually. And uh, then I played two years for the juniors in uh, Augsburg. Played good, and then uh, I uh, I had to make the uh, military. And uh, on the on the beginning, they promised me uh, that I go in the you know sports company in Germany. Yeah. In, in uh, Germany, you can go in. And, and do three months and then you go out and play football. And uh, in my case wasn't like this. I had to do the whole uh, one and a half years and really bad ones. So I nearly missed everything. I, I put weight on because I couldn't train uh, probably. So you wasn't playing so, football at that time? No, no. I was playing for the first team, Augsburg. Okay. But they've been in the third division okay. in this time. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, fortunately, I, I earned some money. And uh, I was giving uh, you know, the young guys money that they take my shift uh, to, <laughs> to look over. And I was going uh, running out and uh, going for uh, yeah for uh, training sessions. <laughs> If not, I definitely would never made it in, in football. You are like a proper honorary scout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the scouts doesn't do. Oh, no, really, it was a hard time there. But then I made it, uh, I, I scored a couple of goals there for the first team, and then I, I was going to uh, Berlin. What's the ratio in your case of scoring with your feet versus with your head? Because you're not the tallest striker in the world, but you earned a nickname, didn't you? Yeah, really, yeah. Actually, that was another sport. I, I did uh, athletics when I was young, and <laughs> high jumping. So uh, ah. did help me uh, a lot, maybe yeah. uh, you know, to get the uh, yeah, yeah the right uh, uh, jump the, the yeah, center off exactly. Yeah. Mm. So uh, maybe this was yeah. it. <laughs> that makes sense. No, that, that does make yeah. sense absolutely. Yeah, but then also, but, uh, I think it was uh, uh, yeah. How do you say uh, league? 50 percent. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But in, in our day, heading the ball, oh, it's different now. It's a lot on the floor, but it was it was really important and and the centre-halves notoriously were, were taller than us every centre-half had to be taller in them days and like bigger than us and some of them were butchers as well as like you yeah, know yeah. about being butchers <laughs> some of them were like um so it was important to be able to to leap and the timing like if you're doing that again the timing of the leap to get the flicks and see and see what's around you is important as well who were the managers your favorite manager to guide you in your career who was the most influential 
I would say Otto Rehagel on the beginning of my career. He was uh, very important for me. I, I was uh, 21 when uh, he signed me from uh, as a re uh, replacement for Rudi Feller in Werder Bremen. So uh, he helped me a lot uh, to to grow up to to really to be a a, a better uh, player then. And uh, so I would say uh, he was maybe my best coach in, in my career. But then I had a couple of good ones. Actually, I had a fantastic person and a really good coach with Roy Evans here in, yeah, uh, in Liverpool. Nice. I loved him and I took him over later on to uh, to Fulham for yeah. um, when <laughs> I had there like an, uh, how do you say it, um, interims uh, coach yeah, for three months. It. And uh, yeah, I took him and he made all the trainings there. So he was Fantastic as well. You had some influential uh, influential managers as well, like uh, Hitzfeld, but maybe the, at the peak of your career, it was definitely in the national team. You had uh, for a long time Franz Beckenbauer, who sadly passed away um, recently. Is there any any memories, any special memories, maybe during the tournament? For uh, Franz? From, yeah, oh, with Franz. There have been uh, stories. Uh, you could write books there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, Franz was an incredible. He's, he was like a, a little bit like a Kloppo. You know, he's a, a person when he says something to you, even if it's, uh, if you say this is right, you, you say, okay, this is right. <laughs> even if it's completely wrong, because you believe him everything. And, uh, you know, he, he was really an, uh, a fantastic coach for uh, for the national team in, in our time. And when we won the World Cup with him, uh, we had a lot of uh, yeah, really good uh, stories going on. <laughs> I cannot even tell it here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was brilliant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But clearly, even uh, uh, Otto Reil, uh, um, Otmar Hitzfeld, he was a, a, a top trainer. I mean, he uh, we won uh, the Champions League with him, mm -hmm. but uh, this was already on the, on the end, not on the end of uh, my career, but I was already done. So I would always say uh, Otto Real was definitely the, the most important uh, coach for me in my whole career. You must have some great memories of World Cup 1990. Yeah. Yeah, of course, you, you featured in that famous semi-final win over England as well. Oh, yeah. Scored in the shootout. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you look back on that? Whole, whole line through the tournament. That was a great story, by the way. Um, I mean, I never hit a uh, penalty before this World Cup. So in my uh, whole uh, career, only <laughs> okay. when I was young, so in the, in the, yeah. <laughs> but uh, never in the professional level. So um, Beckenbauer, after the game, uh, he was chasing for uh, players. And everybody was, you know, oh, no, I can't. Oh, I have something <laughs> here. Oh, no. oh, I'm not feeling well and blah, blah, blah. So uh, then he came to me and said, oh, Franz, I never, I never uh, kicked the penalty before. Ah, okay. And then he was going and, and looking. And then he was going to uh, Jürgen Kohler, I remember all this. And, you know, our um, defender, Kohler. And I was thinking, fucking you cannot let a defender shooting a penalty. <laughs> and then I said, okay, Franz, I do it. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> Luckily, I shot it. <laughs> and, uh, but to be honest, we've, we've been quite lucky because Peter Shorten was... She was already on this. <laughs> I would say he was not the quickest. That's what I was thinking down. at that time. He scored about four yeah. penalties against Peter Shilton. And he was never good at penalties. No, no, no. He, he was, he was the best at penalties. Yeah. Definitely. He was good. But not on penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was quite easy for us to score there. And then after the World Cup 1990, you moved to Italy, to Lazio. How, um, how, how are you looking back at that time? Did you have a good yeah, time? Yeah, fantastic time. I mean, uh, going there with uh, 24 or 25. And then, uh, yeah, 
coming to, you know, Italy was the Premier League or Serie A was the Premier League in, mm. in, in these days now. So every top player in the world was playing there. We played a lot of times against uh, Maradona and Careca, you know, all these, these guys. So it was really, uh, uh, yeah, one of my yeah nicest move I would say ever. And uh, afterwards, I got a nice company from a really nice guy from England, Paul Gascoigne. Did <laughs> 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 <So, laughs> you play with Gana? We met Gaza near Rudik. Not no, no. both at the same time. Good job with that. I'm telling you what. Great lads. Gana was even uh, even worse than Rudik. <laughs> <laughs> what was the was craziest brilliant. thing he did? Oh. Good blokes. <laughs> two good blokes, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, obviously, you came back to, well, I, I think as most people who come to Hotel Anfield know, my boyhood club to Borussia Dortmund, 1993. And then 95, 96, 97, special years. I mean, I know you had your injury in 95, but apart from that, it was a, yeah. a good time there with your, with Shappi, the exactly, famous yeah. duo. Yeah, beautiful front. times. I mean, uh, If you had the chance uh, to come over once uh, to to the stadium in in, in Dortmund, That so it's a really nice, uh, special stadium yeah. uh, to play, and even the club is special to play. It's like Liverpool; it's uh, it's the same same type of uh, you know. It's a working city. Uh, they're very passionate uh, defense. So it was a uh, yeah one of my yeah best moves to to go over there. And then tell us a bit about how it feels to score two goals in a Champions League final. I mean, mm -hmm. Juventus at the time, it's in Munich. Juventus is favorite, I would have thought. You know, the team was Alessandro <laughs> Del Piero. <laughs> I think we didn't have 1% chance uh, at yeah. this time. So everybody was voting for, uh, for uh, Juventus. Yeah, but we have an, uh, we had a really good team. I mean, we had a lot of experienced players from, uh, they all played in Italy and, uh, you know, Matthias Sammer, Julio Cesar, Kohler, Müller. So everybody was playing, uh, in this time there and, and we knew all the players from, uh, from, uh, Juventus. So, and, uh, you know, in the, in the changing room, we said, okay, nobody expect that uh, we can win this, but, uh, We have to take the chance, and uh, so we had uh, some 20 minutes. We have to uh, survive. I mean, they they played us all over the places. We we didn't have a a chance for the first 20 minutes. So they nearly scored twice. Uh, I, I think uh, on the across, on the bar yeah. and the crossbar. Yeah. So, uh, but after this, it came from nothing when uh, Paul Lambert crossed this ball in and scored the first and the second. So and then uh, Juventus was uh, nervous and shocked. And uh, yeah, at the end, you know the result, and uh, yeah, it was a fantastic uh, feeling to score in in a final and and to win a final for sure. Was that the the the, the peak of, of what the, the best moment you've had in football? Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. I mean, winning the World Cup was also not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I wasn't playing in the in the final. You know, I, I, I didn't have no, the chance. So you scored two goals in a final. <laughs> I know, exactly. I know how you feel, yeah, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, from this, it, it gives you a different, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, experience because uh, when you watch it from outside uh, in uh, in Rome in this time, it's uh, it's always different than when you can, uh, yeah, contribute uh, a little bit more on the on the pitch. Then. So, how did the move to Liverpool come about in the summer of '97? Uh, actually, uh, Dortmund uh, after the after winning the Champions League, then uh, they, they changed the coach, and uh, uh, Italian guy came in, and uh, he wanted to do 
completely different things then. And then I realized quite quick that uh, this is not the time to to stay with him. And then uh, I got the offer from uh, from Liverpool and said, okay, I don't have to take <laughs> or think twice uh, okay. because Liverpool was always when I was a young kid and and watching football here in uh, Kenny Dalglish these times and Johnny and uh, Ian Rush and so it's uh, it was not a long to think. I said to my wife, listen, uh, you should fly over and look for a house. I go there. <laughs> so Roy Evans didn't need to convince you much, did he? No, he didn't have, <laughs> didn't have to convince me a lot. There. Yeah. No, yeah. it was even the, even if I didn't play uh, a lot uh, in Liverpool, because it was already, I was uh, 32, I think. But I enjoyed it a lot uh, playing, you know, alongside uh, Mike Lone and uh, Robbie Fowler, yeah, both young lads. And uh, we had a fantastic Spice Boys uh, team there <laughs> in this time. But we didn't win a lot, but it uh, was a lot of fun. It's a team that should have won it when you look <laughs> exactly, back. Exactly, yeah. Even, even though there was Even the quality there. of the players. Oh, geez, was when you look was back. Really, that was really... That was uh, Owen, maybe, Fowler, oh, yeah. Exactly, yeah. A lot of quality. So which spice team. were you then? <laughs> uh, posh spice, I think. Too posh spice. Old spice. Oh, old spice. Oh, oh, that was my last one. Johnny, that was a really good one. Uh, what was that period like where you had joint managers? Because it seems hard to believe now that two people would be in charge of Liverpool at the same time. But obviously, Gerard Houllier comes in and there's that kind of awkward few months. What was that like as a player? Oh, it was quite strange because uh, even in my career, it never happened before. But uh, I, I thought it won't uh, uh, last, last uh, very long yeah. because, uh, you know, he wants to make this decision. He wants to make this decision. It's always uh, quite difficult to find the, the, the right uh, fit for, for both. But uh, I mean... We know later on they won the Champions League with Gerard, and I think he did a, a great job even here for Liverpool. Where did you live in Liverpool? Uh, all the world. Oh, in, did you live in, in Liverpool? Some of the like, Barnsley was out there. Yeah, Barnsley, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like even Mike Lohan, he was living a little bit more. He's just he's further cold on, away. Cold the back, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was very nice there. I love it. Nice I come from the countryside, so yeah, for me it was brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. And what about when it came to leaving Liverpool in '99? How did how did moving on to Fulham come about? I mean, this uh, it was quite clear that uh, it doesn't have a long uh, uh, yeah time for me here in in, in Liverpool. So I uh, got this offer from uh, from Fulham, and uh, I said, oh, maybe London was not so bad. So last two years in, in London mm. is quite a, a good idea, and I, even there it was the second division. Uh, and uh, I really liked it. I mean, it was tough football there. You, you mentioned it before. I, I had an incredible experience on the, I think it was a second second uh, uh, game. Uh, you know, we had uh, Paul Bracewell. Yeah. He was a uh, coach in our time. Yeah. And he said, oh, lads, get the fucking ball long in the channel. <laughs> and Carl, you go behind it. So, I, okay, I was running there 179 centimeters only against this big center half uh, there. So, and one of these guys, he was all over the places me and hit me from behind. I was lying on the floor and wanted to, you know, like, yeah. like an uh, European, uh, <laughs> and, that, and then on one uh, point, uh, um, somebody was coming here on my uh, neck, took me out and I was looking, it was the referee and there was a car. 
be tough. This is English. <laughs> so from there, I was not lying anymore on the floor. <laughs> no, so uh, second division football was quite hard. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, I, li I liked physical. it a lot. It was. It was it physical. Did, yeah. They got away a little bit, a little bit more because it wasn't in the public eye. So you know, the referees. Yeah. You know, a little bit more lenient there now, but the. the They fucking hit you, yeah, yeah. but you could. He should, he should have been back. He was a butcher. He was a butcher as well. Yeah, you received a lot of hits, but you could even uh, <laughs> take elbows and everything else. Yeah. Oh yeah. And obviously, you had the spell as interim coach at Fulham. Did you? What? What made you decide not to pursue a career in management? Did you just have a taste of it and decide Actually, it wasn't for you? I had a taste for three months. That was enough. <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> no, I didn't like it. I, I never. Uh, be prepared to uh, to be a coach there and uh, there was a funny story as well when uh, <laughs> I said it before when uh, you know uh, our uh, manager uh, not our manager our um, German. German German exactly um, Alfayet when he he was the the owner of uh, of um, Fulham and uh, but he didn't have a clue about football so <laughs> at one stage they sucked uh, Bracewell and uh, they asked me can you do this for three months and I said yeah okay there's no problem I can I can do this and uh, on the next day uh, they, they came into uh, they fly in with a helicopter into the uh, training ground and we had to stop and had to go up in the in the changing rooms and then they talked about yeah okay so we cannot play like this anymore we we had to suck our coach and we have a new coach and at the end of the day he didn't even know uh, our players so i was sitting in this angle and then he said uh, guys and i tell you what our new coach is Kalans really and i was sitting over here <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole, you know, everybody, we've been laughing there. And, and then when he went off, I said, okay, guys, you know, I cannot coach you <laughs> because we, we've been, you know, out in pubs and, uh, you know, yeah. so it was quite difficult. And so then when I asked uh, uh, Roy Evans uh, to come over and, and coach for me because <laughs> I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah. Well, well, that's similar to what, what happened to me in many ways with Trammy, that, that that sort of introduction into the game. Oh, we had a game. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but it was, it, it was, it's hard because, you know, you, you're managing your mates. When I took over Tram, yeah, yeah. they're all my best mates and I've been out on the lash with them and yeah, exactly. they're party for five years or whatever. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, we've spoken about it before on the show, haven't we? You know, it's a difficult position to be in. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Anyway, this is Aldo podcast. The sixth one. It is. It's, I mean, it's nearly over now. With uh, <laughs> thank God, some shite here. <laughs> James Peace, Tony Carlines, and Peter Shrevesausen. Shrevesausen. Welcome back. Over to you, Tony. Over to me. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about uh, his um, his uh, glancing career. I mean, he's he has he's, he has had a, a, a great career, uh, mm -hmm. kind of. But what do you do, you do uh, these days now? You're an ambassador for Borussia Dortmund mm -hmm. as well. 
um, where you based, what you do, how does your life look like? My, I mean, I'm 58 now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking it a little bit easier. No, actually, I, uh, I was traveling a lot for, for Dortmund for the last uh, six, seven years uh, to Asia, to America. So we did a lot of, uh, yeah, do a lot of stuff for, for fans uh, over overseas, say it like this. To, uh, to get more and more awareness even mm. for Borussia Dortmund. I mean, it's not easy because the Premier League is 20 years yeah. in front of us. <laughs> so uh, every right. every time you come there with Dortmund or with Bayern, so uh, it's it's not an easy way, but uh, yeah, I liked it. So I have uh, my own business around in, in Italy and in, in uh, Germany. Okay. Yeah, so that? it's quite big. Uh, we are in the hotel business as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, in Italy. And, uh, How do you say it? Immobilien uh, sector. Yeah, um, property sector. Property yeah. sector. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and you got a son who plays football as well. Uh, he played Alessandro. He played football. Yeah. Uh, now he's coaching, um, coaching uh, under 19 oh, okay. uh, in uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, he's uh, 31 now. Oh, yeah, quite an old. He started early. <laughs> yeah, he started early. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier than me. The managers are getting younger and younger. Yeah, this man is 33, yeah, exactly. 34. Now he's uh, really keen to uh, to make a career in, yeah. in management. I, I never believed it, but uh, maybe he can do it. I don't know. Yeah. And who of the 97 squad um, are you still in touch with in Dortmund? And who of the Liverpool squad you played with are you still in touch with? Oh, we see each other a couple of times. Even uh, with the guys from Liverpool, we had an, uh, uh, in Hong Kong, we had a uh, legend game oh, uh, two or three yeah. years ago. Yeah, I think it was before yeah. uh, COVID. So uh, sometimes I see uh, Robbie or uh, Maka in uh, some events, uh, Mike Lohner saw uh, on the telly. Uh, I, d I did a, sometimes uh, something for RTL and he was uh, commentating for... Uh, Wasn't uh, BT Sport, BT Sport, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, David James, I saw a lot of times. Jamal, <laughs> and uh, from but even from the '97 team from uh, Dortmund, we see each other quite often. Uh, not so often, but uh, I mean, you know, you have some golf tournaments where we met, or even the stadium. But uh, I would say um, with Andy Müller and. Uh, And uh, Julio Cesar, the last uh, couple of years, and Matthias Sommer would be the guys uh, I met uh, most in the last years. And as a, as a little bit of a Dortmund geek that I still am feeling a bit like a six-year-old again, how about Stefan Chapuisat? Uh, Chapuisat was a great uh, uh, player. You know him <laughs> as, a, as a player. And uh, I mean, he's quite a, uh, not a shy guy, but uh, he's quiet and he lives his life in... Uh, in um, in Switzerland. I think he's involved a little bit in uh, Young Boys Bern. So oh, okay. he's, uh, I don't know, in, in scouting or yeah. in coaching. But uh, you don't see him a lot in, in Dortmund. I, I didn't see him for years now. What I want to know, it's quite, it's a striking thing, this. I'm looking now that obviously Mo's out for a couple of weeks or the young Ben Doak's not there. And I've been looking the way, and we've scored goals. You know, we should have scored more at Fulham the other week uh, in the middle of last week. Where do you see out of our current strikers the one who can play on the right hand side when Mo's not there? I mean, you have so many uh, <laughs> good strikers there up front there that can. But, but most of them, yeah, most Salah is on the left hand side because Mo's never injured. But because he's not there for the yeah. first time, 
and you're like me, we're playing down the middle. So you, you're looking for someone to to cross the border, yeah. you know, for, for give a service, you know, with our heading ability, whatever. And it's 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 what would you put? What three strikes would you play first of all? And who would you play on the right hand side? Of I don't know, Diaz. When when he came on, I liked him all the time. Yes. Yeah, I would say on, on the I right would... instead of the left, the right. Hmm. Jota can play on the right as well. Jota, mm. do you think? It's, yeah, I know this yeah. is a conversation. They can, but predominantly because the played on the left, he's always had played them on the left or down the middle. Because Mo's always just played there and Doug's played there. And I find this fascinating and interesting. I thought, like, Diaz can play on the right because he's, he's a winger. Yeah. So you can swap wings and whatever. Yeah. But he's, he's not he's not done it for me when he's gone on the right-hand side for some reason. And I think it's a gap code has played there for, for Holland a couple of times, I think. Now, well, Noon, can, I can't see Nunes there. And I can't no, see no, Nunes uh, not on the side now. Uh, so what, what three would you go with? As I said, I would if uh, I would say uh, Jota. Mm -hmm. I like him a lot yeah. as a player. He has an incredible finish. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Nunes and, and, and Diaz. Yeah. Cool. That's the same. The other thing is what fascinates me about Jurgen Klopp as well. Um, he changes um, formations now. The recent weeks mm -hmm. inside the match, he I don't know. He starts maybe with Jota on the left, or he starts Nunez on the left, brings uh, Jota on through the middle, and during the match he changes them so all three can change yeah, yeah. positions, yeah. which is very difficult um, to to see out for for the opponent, and that what makes them really strong. I think that's since since Mo in times when Mo is not yeah, here. Yeah, and in, in my personal All view, is that Jota is a very very influential player. We saw them when he came on after after the injury. He had such a straight impact um, by by um, assisting goals yeah. or going through the through the channel. So I like Jota a lot. He's he's, he's out of all the all the, Very the foes. He's, he's he's the most gifted finisher. You yeah. have to say yeah. that, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just just the way the way we were in, in our days. The others got different traits. Them, I think. Some players now don't play as like strikers. Yeah. They, they come off like Gakko comes off and he'll, he'll delve in there and dwell in there. And all. we we just wanted to get in the box and get in the end of things. Didn't we really? really? He has a lot of really good solutions there up front. <laughs> in the midfield, up front. So. What do you yeah. both as ex-attackers um, make of um, the form of uh, David Nunez? Yeah, I, I, I like him. He's yeah. He can be frustrating <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. But, you know, he's still relatively young, I think, as, as strikers go. Um, and he's got, I think he's got, there's a lot more to come for him. He's, he's, he's still a bit raw. Mm -hmm. But, I've asked, I've asked players and next players out of all our strikers, who would you not want to play against? And you'll go Nunes. He's a nightmare. Nightmare, <laughs> like, physical, very strong. Of our, yeah, you know. physical gets in. Like, like if you ever watched us play up front, since any ball up in the air, we challenge for it. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't go like that, duck your head or whatever. And Nunes does that. Nunes does that, and that's what they don't like. Runs behind. They don't like you running behind. Mm. Some player when they come off, oh yeah, that, that'll do me. Come on, yeah, you know whatever. <laughs> Anyone going that way, that way, or up that way, they don't like it. You know, so so I, 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 I do. You're like still it. young, and yeah. there will come a lot of. Yeah, yeah I think so. Who did you have the best understanding with as a strike partnership? In, you, in my, in yeah, my career, in career or yeah. it was Liverpool? No, no, in no, my no career. In, in your career. Uh, I would say Stefan Chapizar, we mentioned it before. He yeah. was uh, definitely, for me, 
maybe the best uh, player played. Or even Beppe Signori on Ruben Sosa in, in Lazio Rome. Beppe Signori, yeah, he was yeah, a fantastic player. Yeah. So uh, I love to play with uh, both of them, uh, Ruben Sosa and uh and played Signori. on the left, didn't he? Yeah, no, we played right with two strikers. So me and myself yeah. and uh, and him. Signori left foot and Shapuzar yeah, yeah. left foot as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, Ruben Sosa left foot. Well, yeah. yeah, it was good because I was right-footed. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. When you stopped playing, did you find that it left a big gap in your life? Or did, was it quite... No, easy? actually, I filled it uh, with a lot of uh, sport. I said it before. And, uh, you know, I, I it took a big care of my family after this because, uh, you know, when, when you're a player, you know, you always uh, 200 days yeah. a, a year you're traveling and you're not there and I didn't have a lot of time for my kids when I was playing in, yeah. in this time so I was quite uh, happy then uh, to to spend a lot of time with family and uh, doing my sports what I couldn't do for a long time and did you feel satisfied with what you'd achieved in football was there any regrets or anything you wish no you I have done? no regrets at all I think uh, I was uh, achieving more than I was ever ever mm. dreaming or expecting so from this uh, I would say I'm, I'm more than happy then. and uh, John has brought a very special piece of memorabilia yes before, oh, my friend yes <laughs> the man who pinched your spot exactly <laughs> I didn't know that until he told me before I would never have brought this <laughs> obviously with have been a fantastic German yes you know and uh I played, the story behind this shirt is we played the uh, Republic of Ireland, we played Germany away. I forget where it was. It was only a small little ground. And it was, it was, it was 94 before the World Cups. Uh, and, and Jack, our sub, our sub, and the lads done brilliant. First of we beat Germany away 2-0. Unbelievable, away 2-0 in the Republic of Ireland. And I was up, and I didn't even get 10 minutes or 15 minutes. So I'm walking off the pitch. I'm, I'm, I'm made up, we won, but I'm good. And Jack Charles didn't put me on. So next minute, this this player comes up to me, says, uh, you must be a Liverpool fan. He said, could you swap shirts? I went, yeah, of course, so give me that. So he gave me the shirts, and I didn't know who he was. He was a humorous lad. So I get in the dress room, and the lads are all jumping up and down. and saying, well done, lad. And I got the shirt, and I went... Ah, <laughs> Jack and Jack looked over. What you want? Oh no! I said, "That's what I think you are." And I put me on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story behind. But brought in respect of uh, Carlines today. You know, yeah. Yeah. So. What's your best uh, bit of memorabilia that you got from a player during your career? Did you swap shirts? What's your favorite? Oh, souvenir. I have uh, two shirts from uh, Diego Maradona. I this was definitely yeah. the best swap I ever did. And uh, Marco van Basten, when he played for Milan. Yeah. So, uh, but I would nice. always say so uh, you always the Maradona first, shirt yeah. was... One you got two? Them. Yeah, uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one wasn't enough. <laughs> no, the first uh, was Lazio and one with uh, uh, Werder Bremen. Oh, yeah. Really? That's very good, that. And now the famous part at the end, John. Oh, yeah, we've got a little quiz. Go oh, for my it. God. No, only I'm, a little I'm, It's It's only rubbish. <laughs> no, it's, it's easy. It's it's about your career with Liverpool. James is going to do It's James's oh, quiz. Oh, my God. And it's six questions, you know, because Liverpool's won the European Cup six times. Twice as many more than any other English club. Their nearest one, which is <laughs> someone down the road there. Uh, so it's just a bit of fun, mate. There's no, no pressure. Who's winning that, by the way? Didn't someone get five? I think, Luke, yeah, Aga got five out of six, yeah. 
Steve Nichol only got a couple, but he was, oh, he was on, pissed. He got about six. five pints. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. And he had another <laughs> 10 later to uh, yeah. your local. We so, win. number one, oh. against which club did you make your Liverpool debut? Uh, oh, yeah, doch. Uh, actually, it was, it was in Wimbledon. Wimbledon, yeah. correct. <laughs> you know why? That's a good... Uh, I think I was uh, going for a penalty and I smashed myself, you know, like in a European style on the floor. And then Inzi was taking, I think Inzi or Maka was taking me and said, Carl, don't do it here <laughs> in England. <laughs> My own player. No, they said, why? I said, no, we don't do this. We don't cheat in England. So and from this time, I never did it before <laughs> anymore. And you scored your first goal for Liverpool later that same month. Oh. Away to which Premier League team? Leeds? No. Leeds, yeah. correct. Yeah, right. yeah. Two, two. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It still works. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. Two out of two. Two so far. Number three, you were one of four signings that Liverpool made that summer in 1997. Who was the most expensive? It cost £4.2 million. Pounds. That wasn't me. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't. Can we give him a hint? Uh, it was from in- he signed no, from no, Inter no. Milan. Yeah, yeah, there was Inter. It's correct. Yeah. I think that gave it away a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 in oh, September 1999. No idea. You scored two that night. Scored two. You can remember when he scored two. He scored two. In the League Cup, it was. Why scored two against them as well in the Cup for Liverpool? I think we count that as a didn't. Okay. How is Hull City. Hull City. My God. Do you remember him now? No. <laughs> no one does. No one knows. Like out there. Hull City is like the Bielefeld of England. Nobody no, really knows. I don't where remember. Yeah. That was because num- this is number six. That was your also your last game for the club against Hull. The same night, a Swiss defender made his debut for Liverpool. Who was oh, that? Sure. Very hard questions here. Four out of six. Very respectable. Yeah. Top three. Okay. Top three. Okay. Thanks, Carl. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Same to me. Thanks for coming, Carl. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, boys.